0: y'all welcome back to the don't mom alone podcast i'm your host heather McFadden, and this is the place where i get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone and in this episode number 343 i am welcoming house of color consultant karen blanc and your personal coloring is something to celebrate you were born with it you were it's unique to you
1: it's a it's a part of tapping into something that's very real so lots of things a lot of people have like aha moments like oh my gosh no wonder I loved this picture of the, at this wedding I wore this dress and everybody gave me compliments or I love looking at this this is my favorite picture myself and that's now I see that was one of my wow colors no wonder I the colors helped me look my best or whatever and conversely sometimes people say no wonder I was so miserable at <laughs> my sister-in-law's wedding or you know etc cetera, etc cetera. it a lot of things in life clicker i love those colors i love you give people permission really to embrace something that's
0: very near and dear to them god's gift to you your color palette i have invited karen on the show to talk about a topic that has been impacting my every day and. I'm telling you, I will be in stores and have this conversation we're about to have with strangers. And I thought, why am I not having it with my people that I talk to every week? And so we are going to talk about color theory. We're going to talk about style. For years, I've been hearing about this from my close friends. And finally, a year and a half ago, I had my uh, unique color palette discovered And then this year i found out my authentic style and it's been so life-giving to have that information figured out so i don't spend as much time and energy trying to sort through oh my goodness what do i wear Um, and there's a confidence that has come with that and which was really helpful with this book launch writing it figuring out you know what do i like what is my personality and so if you're in a mom who's in a place where just Feels like she's lost herself a little bit into motherhood. I'm hoping that this inspires you to discover how you were fearfully and wonderfully made, and that it equips you to rediscover that confidence as you do whatever you do every day and motherhood and your career and all the things that God puts before you. So I'm excited to share it with you. Let's get right to it. Here we go. Hey, Karen. Welcome to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. Okay, where do we even start, Karen? I feel there's a lot of backstory. Do you mind if I share a little backstory and then we'll Please do. Okay. So every winter, a group of friends and I go and have a craft retreat. Have you ever heard of these?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Okay. So we rent a, you know, bed and breakfast place and everybody gets a table to bring whatever craft they want to work on. Well, a lot of these gals would start talking about their colors. And a lot of conversation was about their colors. And I thought, what is happening? I I feel like I'm (laughs) out of the loop on this whole thing. And eventually I figured out where they got their quote unquote colors done and discovered House of Color. And I went and had my colors done with my friend Jay and then eventually had my style done. And I would attribute a lot of that work and time and insight Into kind of finding my voice in the last year and a half. And my husband would even notice, he's like, I feel like you know yourself better. And it seems a little silly that knowing what colors look best on me and how God made me with my skin and my frame and my personality would actually put me in a place of thriving. And so you've shared a little bit about your story, but can you take us back to before you discovered all these things? your journey of knowing what looks best on you. Oh, I'd love to. In some ways, I feel like I got
1: a new lease on life when I had my colors analyzed at about age 55. I, I don't keep track of age things too closely, but I feel actually an inner strength and power and confidence where I I'm, I'm actually never have to think about how I look because I do always feel like I have empowered myself to look my, my best by understanding my colors and my, uh, and my personal style as well. But my backstory is that when I was about um, potentially a, a young mom, or maybe even right before I had my ch- children, I had my colors analyzed in the early um, 80s. By another um, company. It's not around anymore. But while it was an interesting experience, I never experienced uh, power from my colors because I was actually told I was a totally different season than I actually am. Um, This is not a, a critical, it's not meant to be critical of the prior company. It's just that I sit in kind of a unique subset and they, because the process wasn't sophisticated enough, they didn't really find me. And so I never really experienced any real big power from my color. So when I first heard about House of Color about eight years ago, I was intrigued because I could tell it was a more sophisticated system. I could tell that they were going deeper. I could tell that the process was more thorough. I could tell that there was makeup involved and the power of of translating the power of colors to your face as well as the colors you were wearing. And I was absolutely mesmerized, tried to find more and more out about it. And and, uh, here I am as a house of color consultant and um, feel like it's the best job in the world when I have a chance to. I feel like every client that comes in, I get to change their life and tap them into their uniqueness, their color uniqueness, and their potentially even their style uniqueness So that people, I feel like I give permission to people to show up as their best selves. Yeah. And, um, that's a little bit of my journey.
0: And you said eighties, I feel like growing up my mom or my grandma would talk about the seasons. Oh, you're a fall or you're a winter spring, summer. And maybe the person listening is like, oh yeah, I was told all growing up that because I had red hair, I was an autumn and that was me. I was told that. And I would buy all of these autumn colors and I realized it was close. It was close, but wasn't quite there. We we can talk about, let's talk about the process because I think that was super intriguing to me to even learn. God is so creative, right? He is the author of all things. And to think about how colors, color theory, the people listening who are maybe interior designers may already know this, but it was new information to me. And in my insecurities of never knowing what went together, or I just, I never knew what to wear. And I would look around me for trends or what colors are hot that season. And the more knowledge I got from my appointment, I just feel a little bit more in control of knowing what works well together. And so people show up to your appointment and they don't have makeup on, right? Correct. We, we to we're celebrating after all. Clean, all
1: natural, fresh, and what we don't want to do is have that the makeup might be imposing a color that's not natural to their skin tone. And it's a um, two-part process. Um, first, I'm going to back up and say there's so much history um, behind our process, and we can date our process back to the work of Johann Itten, who was a professor at the Bauhaus School of Art a hundred years ago. Wow. And he is the one that tapped into the concept of observing that all colors either had more yellow in them or more blue in them. So we call them warm colors, yellow-based colors, cool colors, blue-based colors. And the kind of the amazing part is he's famous for a version of a diagram of the primary colors, which we've all heard about. But I think it's fascinating to Recognize that when God set everything up, he started with the trinity of colors. We call them the three primary colors. And every color has its roots in those three basic colors. Every color we see and enjoy around us bursts out of those three, that trinity of colors. Now, the fascinating part also is that it observed that all colors either have more yellow in them or more blue in them with one exception And the one exception is true red. The one color that everyone can wear, a red that balances between not not pushing cool or not pushing warm, not more yellow or more blue, rides right in the middle of our color wheel. And for those of us with the Christian faith walk, that's the color of the gospel. Mm. So the one color that is ultimately set apart from every other color in the world is blood red, true red. And it's a color that works beautifully on everyone. So that's the only color yes. that we need to wear is the color of the gospel. So true red is, it holds a special place um, in my heart. And it's set apart from every other color. It's a color that belongs in every one of the four seasonal palettes. Now, that being said, let's just segue to your closet. Not all reds are true red. So there are different flavors of red as well. There's red um, in the autumn palette that's more bricky, more autumnal. Uh, with a lot more, um, maybe burnt orange, I'd we say, or um, chestnut in it. Red in our palette, we happen to share the same color palette. Is more geranium red. It's a, it's a fresh, lots of yellow and warm in the, on the bright geranium red. And then in the cool colors, you know, there's a soft berry red in the summer palette, and a bold carmine, what I call sports team red, in the winter palette. So there's a red in every palette, as well as blues, greens, purples, g- grays, bl- navies in every palette, but what's your best flavor?
0: Yeah. That's what I think people will say. Well, I just can't wear that color. And there's very few colors when people, you know, use your traditional name for colors that I can't wear. There's just a version of it. Yes. That's my well step.
1: Yeah. yeah so if, if people are, um, oh, I, it isn't like, oh, I can't wear green or purple. No, you have a best flavor of purple and a best flavor of every color. So the process is quite, it's simple, but profound. The client comes in with, um, clean face and we only use natural hair color as well. So if you have, uh, I tampered with your hair color a bit, we, um, could be perfect. Maybe there could be improvement. We cover your hair. If you have any coloring in it because we're working with all your your all natural, all your natural coloring. And first the first step is, is your coloring warm or cool? Do cool colors harmonize with you or do warm colors harmonize with you? And we yeah. use precision dye dyed drapes and you'd think it you really wouldn't make that much
0: difference, but it does. It's so I imagine y'all like it's almost like you're putting bibs around someone. They call them drapes. But <sighs> Yes. Yeah, it doesn't sound good to say bibs, bibs sound babyish, but it's like a piece of fabric that goes around your shoulders in front of your face and you're facing a mirror in natural lighting and it would be a warm pink and then a cool pink, a warm blue and a cool blue. Like you're going back and forth between a version of the same quote unquote color. And so you can see, like, especially at the end when they're taking all of them off, you, you can watch your face. Look great and colorful, and you know your cheeks pink to like not so gut kind of washed out. Either exactly, and I like to as the
1: consultant. I like to visualize it as imagine that you have a light inside your head, and is the light the volume going up? The lights up, or is the dimmer switch? pulling down. And just like the very powerful, the eyes are the lamp of the body. And this is really about showcasing, putting your eyes in clear focus, your skin looking radiant, everything looking radiant or dull, tired, and dirty. And um, I think we go through life not respecting how much the colors we are wearing every day are affecting us. I think what makes this such a powerful process is everything you put on your body every morning The color is either helping you or hurting you. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of the the bottom line. So we start baseline is your coloring cool or warm. And the second part of the process, once we, we've done you and the client will see it as clearly, you can say that too, right? You,
0: you knew it's a fun thing to do with a friend or, um, a mom and a daughter, whether you're the adult daughter, or even I think a teen or adolescent daughter, I think it's really great to go with someone and you get to see their experience. And the gal I went with Jay, she had the complete opposite season from me. So where I was warm, she, she was cool. And then the next stage of the process, I'll let you share.
1: Well, and it, and it really helps you to believe it too when you can yeah. see it more than one time, cause it is, it's kind of mind blowing. You, you'll, you see it as clearly as everyone else in the room. So you're right. Your, your coloring either cool or warm step one. And then the second distinction is, do you need bright, clear, vivid colors, or do you actually get your glow up in something softer? So in the warm colors, we have um, spring and autumn, and it's kind of a visual. I, at first I was a little bit disappointed, like, oh my gosh, they're using the seasons. But then I learned that actually those words have the root in Johann Itten's work. And then I was kind of like, okay, that's cool. He's a truly a pioneer of color. I can live with that. If that was good for this, um,
0: <laughs> artist.
1: artist, yeah, I, could, I could, it can work, but it, it, so in the warm palette, spring colors that just think of spring and out of the ground in the, when things are barren, come these bright bulbs and very splashy colors, very almost luminous, but, but definitely bright. And then in the autumn palette, Things more earthy, if just like look outside in the fall and you get the colors all become kind of, you could say earth earthy. In the cool palette, the winter colors are the bright, bold, saturated sports team intensity. And the summer colors are a softened version, like a Monet painting as opposed to a Picasso painting, something more delicate, a flower garden. But so bright and muted, cool and warm. And that's the process we take you through. And the amazing thing is bright colors don't work for everybody. It's it's crazy that it makes that much difference. Bright colors on someone whose personal coloring is more blended or soft are overwhelming. The the sweater wears them. The dress wears them. You lose sight of them, but soften the colors and they get a glow up Hmm. and put softer colors on you or I, for example, and we look dull as dirt. And the clothes wearing looked dingy and old. And it's, it's just that powerful. It's, it's really the color science at play behind the scenes that makes it all very, very powerful.
0: And you and I are warm and bright. Yes. yes. And springs. Yes. And my birthday is the first day of spring. And my name is Heather, which is a flower. So <laughs> it's just meant to be. It all fits. Well, the
1: reason it... The, I think the thing that really people feel such a comfort is because you were born with your personal coloring and, and the process is a celebration of the way that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. You were born with a unique color palette. That's very, really no one else has a color palette. that's quite why we might fall in the same subset. We, even within our system, between the, within the four seasons or four subsets, Four categories within each of the four seasons. So we're actually kind of looking at 16 different color palettes. And within that, a very unique range of what we call the wow color process. So it's a very personalized process, and your personal coloring is something to celebrate. You were born with it. You were, it's unique to you. It's a it's a part of tapping into something that's very real. So lots of things. A lot of people have like aha moments, like, oh my gosh, no wonder I loved this picture that this wedding, I wore this dress and everybody gave me compliments or I, I love looking at this. This is my favorite picture of myself. And that's now I see that was one of my wow colors. No wonder I, the colors helped me look my best or whatever. And conversely, sometimes people say, no wonder I was so miserable at <laughs> my sister-in-law's wedding or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It, a lot of things in life clicker. I love those colors. I love you give people permission really to Embrace something that's very near and dear to them. God's gift to you, your color palette.
0: Another thing I wanted to tell you about that's been helping our family is Mathnasium. I don't know about your kids and where they fall on understanding math, but one of mine needed a little bit of help. And so I was thrilled when Mathnasium gave him an individualized assessment and helped figure out what areas needed a little boost and also that we had an online option with me driving people all the different places it was great to have something that once he got home from school we could just do from home but maybe going to a center is better for you and they have that as well they have experts in math education they're not just helping them do the math but they're helping them think critically and i found that they were super super positive especially when they were giving him his assessment and he started to get discouraged they just spoke life over him and made him remember that it was okay, that he could keep going. And I was thought that was really great. I also just love that they teach kids how to think critically. They don't give them homework, but if you want... You can upload your homework and they'll do it with your child, which is super helpful. If you want to go check it out, if your child needs to get back on track, or maybe you want to ensure that they stay ahead with their math studies, find a center near you at mathnasium.com. It's math and then N-A-S-I-U-M dot com. Contact them for a free in-center or online consultation. I wanted moms to hear about it because in this season of pouring out an exhaustion and weariness, if I could help you connect with something that would actually save you time and money and increase your confidence and your joy, so it doesn't take a lot of energy if you've already purchased things that, are, that make you glow up and you throw that on in the morning and you haven't had a shower, but you are wearing that color and you throw on the lipstick that they also tell you which color lipstick. Hello. That's a hard thing to figure out. And you throw on the lipstick and you boom, you feel a thousand times better. You're going to mother better because you aren't like feeling as (laughs) exhausted. I don't know how to explain it. I guess there have been times since knowing what helps me look my best that I've put on something I told you I've been renting clothes, and sometimes when I rent, I think it's in my colors, and then it shows up, and it's not, and it's a more muted version. And I'll put it on, and I just feel not so great all day. And I'm like, why do I not feel so great? Well, this color is bringing me down. I don't know how to explain it. But how often did I wear grays or blacks thinking this is just simpler? But now I know what all coordinates. It all coordinates with itself when I am actually – Following, they give you a little wallet to take home with you. So I (laughs) take it to the store and I lay it out across the clothes. And I know which I've double punched holes in the wow colors. So I know which ones are my wow colors. And I will be at the stores and I'll be laying this thing out. And the people come to help me. They're like, What are you doing? And then I'm telling them about the whole process. It's helped me so much not do impulse purchases on Instagram or just buy something because I think that's trendy. So Yeah. I don't know if you have words about that from the mom. Well,
1: I was going to say that I often hear myself say that, um, young moms are potentially my favorite audience because young moms are always tired and never have enough time. Um, it's the hardest job, but most satisfying job, um, in the world. So when you can have a boost, a personal boost and give yourself, throw on the perfect color fleece with your lipstick and the carpool run and look in the rearview mirror and think, I got this. Um, yeah. And actually feel energized. I've had my daughter said to me the other day, mom, I thought it was my color. It wasn't, I don't even want to go to the bathroom um, because I see myself in the mirror and it, I feel tired and worn out. And I, and then I, I know that it might sound crazy, but it's really, it's real stuff. It's yeah. Color science, it's what basically we're doing is harmonizing with your personal coloring and creating a palette that's in harmony. And it's, um, it's exciting. It's, it feels like a song with all the notes in harmony instead of sad, dissonant notes thrown in that don't fit with your, your personal coloring. So young moms have a special place in my heart because this is a very simple way to just give yourself a boost. And no one really needs to know if you've been up all night with the kid or on the job or um, that you can really, when you look in a mirror, we do read how we might feel. I actually feel 15 years older and tired every time I'm not in my colors and lipstick. And I don't want, I want to feel as young. I want to look and feel as young as I feel, not as old as I really am. So yeah. I use every every season of life needs this, um, but young moms, you got a place in my heart,
0: yeah, and it's I mean, I get that sometimes things can be cost prohibited. And so I didn't want this to be like a sale for house of color, more just an invitation that this is something that's worked for me. And I'll tell you, there's a mom in my community that she really wanted to do it, and I was like, we give as a group of friends. Birthday gifts every year. And so instead of each giving like a little thing, we pooled our money and her husband paid a small portion and we gave this to her and she went with her daughter. And I just felt like it was a more meaningful gift that then has helped her, you know, own her voice and she's just come alive too. And I think as friends, it's a great thing. Christmas is coming up. I got mine from my from Mother's Day from my two my mom and my mother-in-law. I think we can figure it out. I was
1: I was thinking it I don't ever hit the the amount of money that it saves you in the lack of botched purchases or buying <laughs> yeah. clothes you actually want to wear. Statistics are that we wear 15% of our clothing 85% of the time. Wow. That's mm-hmm. really poor stewardship. So we have a closet full of clothes with nothing to wear. This is a process where you can actually understand why you don't enjoy wearing some of the clothes in your closet and actually focusing on ones that make, make you look and feel amazing. Yeah. Um, so if you know, what what is the saying? You always have time for things you put first mm. and the same way with our money. If we really want something, I think we'll figure it out. I was, um, And they get ask that for a gift or just pool your money little by little or because the cost of a color analysis, no one could even pay for you couldn't even buy one outfit for the Mm -hmm. cost of a basic color analysis. But it'll pay for itself over and over, even in your um, just how you feel. You'll want to wear clothes for decades instead of statistics are you might wear something once, maybe twice, never a third time if you don't feel amazing in it. So no matter how much, like buying a garment on sale, cost per wear is where the real bargain is. So that the things that you wear again and again and again and again, that's the, even if it was an expensive, a relatively expensive item, that's the bargain in your closet as opposed to how much the actual price tag was. So that's another thing. I also find that moms often dress all of their kids and, and their husband without a thought for themselves. Yeah. In part of a style day, we talk about how you have the value. You owe it to yourself. You're serving a lot of people. And taking care of yourself is a big part of taking care of the others in your life. Yeah. It's a good, it's good value. But it, just the whole concept of understand. Moms are value yourself. And however you see to do that, there's many ways to do that. But that's my encouragement. you got a big job.
0: Well, and it, it is surface, but it's so not. I mean, we're talking about the external, we're talking about this harmony, and yet I swear it's deep work. A lot of insecurities that I had personally that doing this and having this knowledge base and the feedback from when I do, (laughs) it sounds so silly, wear these colors and the confidence that I have to say the things that I'm feeling God pressing on my heart to say, it's holy work that I, I mean, I'm not I, saying that lightly. Is, I really do well, believe it's holy work. I concur. I do believe that there's a a
1: sense of confidence yeah. that comes mm-hmm. in the process too. And that is comforting to all the people around us. When you look more confident, even to your children, you're modeling something very positive for even your children, um, for other moms. And I, I think I'm going to, segue something in here. One of my very favorite quotes that I think captures what we're talking about is a quote by C.S. Lewis that says, true humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Yeah. I'm going to repeat that one more time. True humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. And there's this aspect that when you are in, you know, you're, you're in your, you start your day, you're wearing your favorite, whatever this color or outfit that makes you feel confident. You feel pretty. You've got your fresh brunst of simple makeup on your lipstick and a pop of what we call 90 second makeup. You get in your car and you are, you can concentrate on everyone around you all day because you're not thinking about yourself. It can be very selfish to go to a party and you're so consumed with how you don't feel right, you're, you don't feel pretty, you're, you're showing too much cleavage, you're wearing sh- heels that are too high, or you're um, wrapped up in how you don't look like everyone else. And you're actually never even make it to the party because you're in a selfish cocoon of insecurities. And what this can give you is an ability to feel, you have the ability to feel fresh and beautiful and totally yourself. And there is something really powerful about that and your ability to live your life showing up as your best self.
0: I mean, I know we've talked for a little bit, but I would like to get a little bit into style too, because I did my colors. I found out I was a spring and I'm wearing one of the things I bought because I started following a house of color gal that was also a spring. And I just kept buying things she would share. And I was like, well, that's my color. And my other friend, Aaron Morgan, who has a, business here in Dallas, she was like, I don't think those are your style. <laughs> like, oh, really? And so another friend, um, Julita and I went and had our style done with Aaron and it was so freeing in another way because your style isn't based on what size I am. So mm-hmm. the burden and weight and motherhood of I just felt like I was an accordion. I was growing and shrinking and growing and shrinking and growing and shrinking for a decade. And -hmm. then I was never really happy with the size my body was, you know, because it's a gift that it gave me four boys, but I was not enjoying the space I was occupying, which was my body doing style when it's not based on my size, but on my architecture and my personality. Absolutely Read me up to just again own how God made me, and the same person God made when I was a thirteen-year-old girl, you know, and versus a forty-year-old person, that same person could wear this style, and I just felt so free owning it. So, talk to us about the style a little bit in the time that we have. I
1: will. So we. Say that style is the second piece of the puzzle in unlocking the mysteries of your closet. Because for some reason, women do think that they can all wear every style of clothing out there. And if it looks good on their friend, it should certainly look good on them. That is a misconception. And at a style analysis, basically, we are giving you parameters to kind of say if you stay within your lane here, you're actually going to be happier. I think a style day, we give permission to dress authentically, how they really, really do want to dress deep down on the inside. It's just hard to, they need help tapping into that. So a style analysis is based on, you, you mentioned this on your body architecture,' super non-threatening. You could weigh 50 to 100 pounds more than you did at one time. It does not affect your basic body architecture. You were born, with your style, you were born with your body architecture and you were born with your personality. And those two things woven together at House of Color, we actually respect dressing your personality too, because it's how you can show up and truly feel and look authentic in your clothes. So your body architecture super and threatening. We view your bodies from the back. Do we see sharp angles on your body? Do we need to dress angles or do we need to dress some curves? And some people have a combination body. That's where I... Um, fall out. As an ingenue, which you said you were, I'm going to guess that you have a beautiful curve at your I do have
0: some. I do have a curvy hat bottom half.
1: I'm actually a gamine and I actually don't have, I'm a square on the bottom. And so I don't want a fit and flare. A fit and flare dress does not, that basic structure makes no sense for me because I actually don't have anything to flare over. But if you have a beautiful curve on it, let's dress the curves and embrace the curves. And maybe my favorite thing about style is women can get on somehow they're hung up that they're supposed to be this certain way instead of embracing what their beautiful God-given body architecture. If you have curves, dress the curves, embrace the curves, wrap the curves. If you have angles, how are we going to make that look the most beautiful on your body? If you have a combination body and I, uh, for example, I don't have a waist. Now I don't feel bad when I'm shopping. And I realize when I wear something that actually has a waist cut out and I feel like, oh my gosh, this is so tight in the waist. I don't get hung up. I'm like, that's just not how I made. That wasn't made for me instead of feeling bad about myself. So mom's bodies are changing all the time, but your basic body architecture is the same. So let's, let's dress and embrace the body that God's given you. And there were people consumed about weight or people saying, well, when I get to this certain weight, I'll start buying clothes for myself. I'm like, that is the worst advice ever dress your beautiful body and enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think personality too that second piece of, I think, you know, last, what was it before the COVID? I had a couple trips to Nashville and I went shopping to pick out things and I wanted to look businessy and like yeah. powerful. <laughs> And there was an event I was going to that was for all entrepreneurial people. And I thought, yeah. And I look back at those pictures. Not only were they not in my color, totally not my style. And to be free of, well, the ingenue is like princess or um, what did you say? Steel magnolias? Steel magnolias. or Th- Feminine details are uh, uh, make you authentic. So when she said that, I thought, no, I'm rejecting that. I do not want to be this helpless in need of you, you know, princess who's crying from the tower, save me. <laughs> it felt not powerful, but yeah. then when it added the natural on top of it, and I call it, I told you the hippie princess, woodland prince, you know, I, that felt more authentic and free to just be hurt. And if I'd shown up to that entrepreneurial thing dressed as her, I would have felt amazing. Yes. Yeah.
1: I, I have a little story to It's really similar to your story. Uh, a woman, she, a woman, woman client came to me. She was a very highly esteemed psychologist, top of her field, but she said she had been tr- trying to dress powerfully and professionally with lots of angles and classic. We found out she wasn't ingenue. And she said, cause she came in saying, I want to present myself As the best in the field before, once I start talking, I can, I can command the room, but before I start talking, I want to have my presence be authentic as well. So we, when we found out that her, her body architecture and personality were actually ingenue, when we softened her blouse, for example, to a soft tie and put rounded lapels on her jacket, it actually made her feel more authentic and she was approachable. And she actually said, this makes a world of sense because every day people sit in front of me and I make myself vulnerable. I want to be approachable and vulnerable. So she was trying to put a look over her thinking she looked more professional and stiff and edgy and a uh, uh, masculine look when actually when she softened the details, it was more authentic to her which is kind of what I heard you say. It's it's, it's how we can show up looking most when we look most authentic to our real selves. That's what feels very comfortable to the people around us.
0: Well, and list off the different ones in case some, because we just talked about ingenue a lot. What are the, because that's a fancy word. You can Google it.
1: Oh, (laughs) sorry. Okay. Um, Ingenue is actually a French word for princess, princess. So the six basic styles are based on Carl Jung's basic body archetypes. So those six basic styles in our world translate to 23 different clothing personalities at House of Color, because most women are a common two words and the order of the words matters um, to bring your authenticity. But if we're just looking at pure the big six styles and these you might think of in every fairy tale, you've got the cowboy, the huntsman, the woodsman, the the princess, the fairy godmother, the queen, the narrator. the So in our words, it's dramatic, classic. Then we have natural and gamine, which is the mini- miniature classic, or we could in the fairy tale be the pixie or the wood nymph. Um, then uh, we have ingenue, which is the prince- princess and the fairy godmother, which is, f- or excuse me, we have romantic which is full blown um, curves and luxury and glitz. An ingenue is under as a little more um, sparkle, not full glitz. It's it, it, there. They all, um, it's kind of hard to narrow it down. feel like I didn't do justice to that part, but.
0: No, that, that makes sense. I feel like, you know, for someone, this is their first time hearing, like they may not have any concept of these options. And I love when it was described to me, like, You take one of those six as your core, like a noun, and then another one of them is like an adjective to the noun, like a flavoring to it. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah. that is an appropriate way to think of it. And I might just add, I have three daughters, and we are all springs and coloring, but we have all four have entirely four different styles. So we say that having our styles done brought um, so much order and peace to our home because what one one daughter who is a natural classic. She can do just quite elegant, traditional, timeless, a less is more look for Emily, my firstborn. My second daughter, Abby, is an classic. ingenue is her main word. And she needs and wants feminine details, a pretty detail, a little bow, a scallop, a touch of lace. It's it's an innocent femininity. And um, she glows there. And my youngest daughter, Hannah, puts the two words together. She is a romantic natural. So we call her the flamboyant pirate. She's the girl that can shop at free people or anthropology and actually pull off yards of fabric and (laughs) kimonos and big prints. And the other, Emily, actually, the other day we were rolling through um, North Park, actually, and Emily's saying, it even scares me to look in the window at free people, (laughs) The natural classic because she's going by with the stroller pushing the kids and we're like ah that scares me and then I have a daughter that wants to go in and do all of her shopping there yeah so it, it really frees uh, it makes it simpler too because you kind of know where where to find where's your niche stores so it saves time it saves a lot of time and um you stop trying to chase the fashions instead of just dressing your authentic
0: self yeah now I can go into like a Nordstrom rack And I can scan the whole thing instead of having to touch every single one. I can scan with my eyes, looking for my colors, and then I can look at it and say, is this my style? And it's kind of like looking for a unicorn sometimes when you're (laughs) even online, but it is so helpful to not waste a lot of time. And it's a, it's almost happy. Sometimes my girls say, mom,
1: I went shopping all day and didn't buy a thing because we used to think you're going to invest the time you were supposed to buy something, but it was something you didn't really love. I said, never never buy what you can't live without and never buy on sale what you wouldn't pay full price for. I say that because I think sometimes we're, as moms, we're trying to save and scrimp and we base our biggest, we, our biggest decision-making on the actual price instead of, does this make me look amazing? Is it my color first? And then does this, does this can I dress this and be my be my authentic self in this? Is the print too big or do I love it? Does it you know, is it the right shape for my body, et cetera, et cetera?
0: Super helpful. I know there's so much more and <laughs> I'm thrilled to connect people with you and there are House of color consultants all over the globe because this was a British company to start, right? It's yes. why it's spelled color with a U, if you're Googling yes. it, we'll yes. put all the links in the show notes, but there are consultants. They own their own independent um, businesses, Franchise. franchises. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these are moms who are, you know, this is their business. This is where they're putting their time and energy. And it is, like I said, it is a ministry, I think, to other women and, and men. Yes. Yeah. It's not just for women.
1: It is. A, um, I feel like every client gets a reboot. A chance to really see themselves afresh. I am really amazed sometimes that women can easily forget how beautiful they are. They lose touch. They're, they're giving so much to their kids and their families and in sort, sometimes a little bit of neglect to themselves and you put the right colors and the right lipstick on and they, they remember how beautiful they are. It's, mm. it's really, it's, it's exciting work. Yeah. Tapping in your God-given beauty.
0: Yeah, well, thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. Perhaps. Oh, I mean, we I could talk for days about this. Really good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I hope all of this was helpful for you. I know, like I've said, I'm a science major. I'm a speech language pathologist. There is no interior design training or fashion training in my background. I grew up in Indiana. We just didn't learn these things. And so it's all been really helpful information for me to just like I said, have confidence. And so I wanted to encourage you with that. I also want to let you know um, when Karen was sharing the styles, I had muted myself and I think it threw her off a little bit because Charlie, my dog, was losing his mind. And if you've been on Instagram, you've seen Charlie lose his mind and his zoomies are very memorable. And so I wanted to go through the six styles again in case you didn't quite get what they were. So the first that she talked about was the dramatic. And so they're more angular, over the top, bold, striking. Then there's classic, which is tailored and informal and sophisticated. You can have real jewelry. That's like a J Crew, And then natural, which is unstructured, natural fabrics, outdoorsy, casual. Gamine, which is whimsy and youthful and chic and fun. I think kind of quirky. Uh, ingenue we talked about was the princess, the lace, the small pieces, delicate, and then romantic, which is over the top, glitz, glam, large floral, kind of, you know, sexy. Anyway, those are the six styles. The combinations of them I find really interesting. Like a classic romantic looks very different from a romantic classic. And I'm like, there's the same words. How's that? How's that possible? But again, it's knowing... Who you are. There's a quote on the back of the book you get when you get your style done that says, To be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. Ralph Waldo Emerson. And so I think, particularly as followers of Jesus, we have been uniquely placed right where we are, as we are. And if we can shine a light (laughs) wherever we are, and it's because we are. In harmony with our colors and we are wearing what makes us think less of ourselves, but can think about the people in front of us, I really think this is part of the gospel, of the good news, is knowing who God made you to be and shining that light. So I hope this was an encouragement to you. I also just want to say a prayer for all moms who are in that weary place. So let me pray for us. Lord, I thank you for your creativity. I thank you that you are the author of all things including color theory. And you are the author of just architecture and craftsmanship and how you designed us. I thank you that you gave us bodies. I thank you for um, all that we as moms do in our bodies every day. And for the gift of that, I pray for the mom who's weary today, who is feeling unseen, who is feeling like what she does isn't um, worthy or matters. And I pray that she would... Just get a glimpse that she has value right where she is, that she is significant in your mind doing just what she's doing. And I pray that she would feel that worth and value and encouragement. I pray you would give her a supernatural boost of strength and energy as she goes about her day. I pray that she would know you more fully, that she would feel your words of beauty over her and I pray for each family represented that you would guide us to do what we can to spread the good news of an abundant life that you give us here on earth in Jesus name amen thanks y'all for listening I will tell you something that's been a little bit tricky as of late and I've seen other friends talk about it is Um, Instagram has made it really hard for us to tell you things and make sure you see them. So let's say if I had 10,000 followers on Instagram, only like 100 people might be seeing what I'm saying. And so I just want to remind you that if you feel like you're missing some information that I'm sharing, you could always get an email from me once a week and I put a lot of things in there. I might even do a recap of what I shared on Instagram just because things are not going through. Uh, you just sign up for that over at Olaheather.com. Ola spell with an H like Heather. H-O-L-A-Heather.com. And every Monday you will get an email from me. I put links to the latest show. I also share anything I'm loving right now and a word of encouragement. And so um I would love to connect with you there and hopefully you will get that. I know even of emails, about 30% of the people who sign up for my emails actually get them. So, you know, it's tricky it's tricky. It's tricky to stay in touch with people, but I hope you are encouraged. Thank y'all you for your amazing support again over the the book. Um, it has been such a joy to see y'all reading it and being encouraged and God using it to walk you through motherhood and connect with him more. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to know more about the book, go to don'tmomalone.com forward slash book. All right. I'll meet you here next week. Adios.